Hello and welcome to the FIFO Fam podcast. I'm Boyd. And I'm Kayla. And here we talk all things FIFO, family and taking life one week at a time. We're all about creating the best versions of ourselves physically, mentally and environmentally. While also learning and struggling through the everyday grind of a young family. So hop on, join the shit show and and we we hope hope you enjoy enjoy this episode. episode. Yeah, you gotta have to repeat yourself there, mate. Fucking shit, boy. Like, fuck, it's flying, mate. Hey, Daddy. G'day, everyone. Hey, how's everyone going? <laughs> we can't talk back to you. I'm going alright, if that's what you're. No, we hope you're all doing well, guys, uh, especially those of you in lockdown, like we are. Yep, unless you've just come out of it or whatever's happening whenever this is. Um, yeah. I hope you've survived lockdown and hopefully by the time this goes to air, it's ended. But yes, fingers crossed. Well, uh, for us in SA anyway. Um, well, I, hope, I, mean, <laughs> um, I hope it ends for everyone. But I hope everyone else gets out of lockdown. We're too. scheduled to break this lockdown on Tuesday. Yeah, I just, yeah, hopefully everyone's come out of it or it's very, very close. Well, they've, to you've just become out. a better person. <laughs> I don't think anyone's become a better person being no. in lockdown. No, I think we've, yeah, we're just about ripping each other's heads off. I reckon two days and you try and work on it and by four or five, you're six, yeah. six drinks deep. <laughs> no, we're, we're actually, yeah, this lockdown, I don't know, it, it hasn't felt too bad. I think it's just because the weather's been shit house anyway, so we haven't even, we wouldn't even be able to go outside the way it's been. It's been... Blowing a gale and um, thunderstorms. I also had my teeth shit. out and looked like I ate a beehive. Make it all about you, don't you? <laughs> no, you um, you've been struggling, haven't you? You've yeah. um, on the pain meds and antibiotics and the whole lot. So even if you wanted to have a couple of savvy bees, you couldn't really, could you? No, not really. Um, yeah, we were we were supposed to go out this week and all that, and lockdown secured us in our house, which I'm actually. Half thankful for because I do look like I ate a beehive. Yeah. Um, Not so much anymore. Starting to heal up. You're looking a bit bruised, but. A bit yellow in the face. Yeah. Um, Anyone that's had their wisdom teeth out would know how fun that can be, but. I'm starting to, um, my teeth are starting to get a bit gross. Um, I am brushing them, but anyone that's had all four wisdom teeth, it's very hard to brush up the back of any of the rows of teeth. Um, so I'm slowly getting further and further. <laughs> back to my mouth but yeah that's um i can't wait to brush them properly <laughs> Who's, whose toothbrush are you using my toothbrush are you, are you, are you sure yes <laughs> okay just just checking <laughs> think... do you want to put some reference to that no oh, just you always steal my toothbrush um, you stole my toothbrush first you know I mean? yep no one cares i don't think so well, you said it <laughs> no no one cares yeah no, anyway no boyd stole my toothbrush first and now apparently it's always me it is from yeah i did it once <laughs> yes we're disgusting we share toothbrushes <laughs> unintentionally all right so you're you're doing all right yeah doing all right obviously um everything's a bit up in the air we don't know or yeah didn't know what's happening with um work and all that but i think We'll be all clear to go back up by the sounds of it, um, pending a few other things. But yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. This lockdown's um, been good. Spent some quality time with the kids. 
Ted sleeping through. Yeah, yeah. we put Ted on lactose-free milk, guys. Yeah, it's um, made a world of difference. I don't know whether it's that or it's just stopped teething for now, but, um, yeah, it's one wake-up during the night, if that. And if he, that. Yeah, just um, chucking your nappy on him, give him a quick top-up of milk, and he's back down for the rest of the night. So been, It's been two weeks now of um, maximum one wake-up, so we are feeling like new women. Touch wood. <laughs> hey. I'll, ta- I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Nah, it's good. Um, getting some sleep and yeah, just just doing lockdown life. But yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, snuck a few workouts this week as well. I while you were not. sitting on the couch watching me do my thing. I think that's been a really bad part of having my teeth out because you know anything that's in your mouth or your face, any movement you do, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> any. Injury to uh, your mouth or face. Um, obviously, yeah, it you put a lot of strain and um, whatnot in your head. Yeah. So um, I did a little bit today and just trying to slowly get back to it, but I'm yeah. just, like still pretty sore. So other than that, how are you going? Yeah, I, w- I wish I could have got some workouts in. Yeah. Um, and get out a bit of mental stress. Yes. Um, that would have been really nice for me, but um, hopefully can get back to it um, in the next day or two. Um, we'll just see how the how things go, really. Just start to slowly ramp things up again. Yeah. Bit, bit of stretching maybe. And um, oh, you were doing a few bench presses with Scarlett and Teddy today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like just small things that are more fun rather than a workout. Pre- yeah. Yeah, predominantly. So, yeah. All right. I guess, I guess we'll... Jump straight into today's topic. Yes, um, yes. We so will. again, um, yeah, we're loving we're loving putting it out to you guys on Instagram um, before we come on and talk thing all things that we're thinking of talking about. So yeah. um, thank you everyone for all your feedback and um, writing in and all of that because it helps us to then talk about things that aren't just all about us. The reflections of what you guys have told us us, as well and yeah it's giving you guys the best sort of possible show that we can we don't want to talk about all of us show yeah fancy um yeah so obviously yeah we put it out on instagram that we wanted to discuss body image um this is something that hits pretty close to home for me um something that i've um i don't know if it's very openly obviously People who've known me for a very long time know all my ups and downs and know that I've hit some pretty high highs and some pretty low lows in all sorts of directions over the years. Um, So, yeah, this is a pretty um, close topic for me, Um, reflects basically all my life and something that I'm proud to have, I wouldn't say overcome, um, negative Um, thoughts and all of that I feel like I don't know if that's something that you ever completely overcome but I feel like I definitely have found a good level ground in comparison to where I was a few years ago much healthier mindset these days yeah definitely yeah so um I guess on that topic um we did put it out to you guys and almost every single one of you um said that you struggle with 
um, body image, um, which, you know, I wasn't surprised by that. We had quite a few responses, like a, a lot of people responded. We have obviously quite a small following, but um, we did have quite a few say that almost everyone that yep. responded said that they struggle with it. Um, and I'm sure there are so many others that didn't respond that also do. Yeah. So, that yeah, the, the next part of that was whether you feel pressure from social media like because you want to upload photos and achievements and that and you want to be looking your best. So, yeah, I guess my body image is a big mental game as well, isn't it? I think it is, but I actually think Instagram and social media and um, lots of other outlets – I don't think they're there yet, but I think they have come a long way to not just showing these perfect images. Um, I think we have so many um, bigger or different women, women predominantly, but men also in all different body types, skin tones, figures, all of that. The range is, it's just becoming so much more visible yeah i think it was it was a very sort of late 90s sort of early 2000s thing that you had to be this stick thin no i think it goes i think it goes way beyond that yeah if you look at women's fashion go back 60s go back further you know you've got women in corsets Mm. um shrinking their waists and actually changing their entire body figure like their bone structure mm. to fit into these corsets i think it actually goes a lot further yeah back i guess than that. yeah i guess yeah the corset is purely designed for that and yeah and then you've got heels mm. for different reasons that were you know from my knowledge designed by men um for different reasons there's many a different um explanations as to why they exist um i personally wear boots and heels all the time yeah. um yeah because you're like four foot yeah, I'm very, I'm very short, and I married well, someone a lot taller than me. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess they make you look taller, which reduces the image of you looking a bit wider. I guess. Or... I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things as to why. Yeah. So um, it's all it's all optical illusions. Yeah, but I think design and there's some that it's that they make the women's butt look better. Mm. Um, then there's that they can't run away as quick. I mean, that's obviously oh, I know that's getting into a whole different. I know that's obviously a bit of a like a bit more of a humorous um, take on it. You know, um, if you really want to go into it, but um, like foot binding and stuff like that, because women's feet were considered undesirable if they were too big. So women in all of yeah, Asian right. countries would bind their feet because they needed to be smaller because it was considered um, more attractive. Yeah, right. Wow. Um, You've done your research. I read a lot of Asian <laughs> books in, in high school. Um, it, it was also for things like um, it, they were, I don't know, they were just bound from a very, very young age and then it made them more incapable of leaving like mm. they you know you can't run very far when your feet are yeah, bound right. um and yeah it was considered undesirable if you had too big a feet right so yeah i guess the body image thing goes back a long long goes way back then. a long long yeah way. but yeah I'm, I'm just typically speaking like since we've been alive yes. like it's yeah we were i guess we were brought up with it's better to 
look trim and you know skinny and have that physique. Mm-hmm. That's the world that we were brought up into in the nineties. I think also that, with but- the the nineties and two thousands, that was when um, media started to become a lot yeah, more um, in your face for the first time. And um, obviously. Um, Internet developing and yeah. in my spaces, Facebooks, so. and then all they would show is the desirable images. Yeah, yeah, like or everyone then could, everyone calls would, it a highlight reel. Yeah, like, yeah. or then they would uh, badmouth the undesirable yeah. images rather than making it just normal mm. for all of the above. Um, but I do. I mean, gosh, there's a long way to go. But I do find that actual people on social media, whether they be famous or not, there's so many more people trying to target that real, be real yeah, um, aspect of life. Show both, be happy and show your proudest when you look the best and in your ball gown or whatever, but also show that you lounge around in your trackies yeah, on the couch yeah, yeah, with all, no makeup. <laughs> yeah, it's all about yeah being real, being yourself and not so much – the like working your ass off to get this perfect body, but it's uh, more of a mental, physical balance. Mm. So like doing what's right for you mentally and finding sort of those healthier lifestyle patterns through doing things you enjoy. Yeah. So I do think, um, yeah, we surprisingly got, um, it was a lot more of an even response from everyone saying that whether they felt pressure or not pressure from social media, it was pretty much a, an even split. Mm. Um, not, I, what about yeah. not so much social media? What do you What do you think personally about just like in, in general life, like from like face to face interactions? I guess it depends who you find yourself coming into contact with. I also think for me personally, it really stems from where I'm at on that specific day. I could come across anyone if I'm on a good day feeling really good about myself and I wouldn't bat an eyelid. I would stroll on past with my head held high. Mm. But you catch me on a bad day and someone that maybe makes me feel self-conscious or says the wrong thing. And in this day and age, it's not going to send me spiralling, no. But... I'm probably going to go and, you know, back away and Mm. go into my shell a hell of a lot more. So it really, it's not so much what I see on a day-to-day. It's more of a comparison of all of the above. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, and then, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's the, it goes back to the do, like, how do you feel about negative self-image? Do you struggle with it? And Pretty much most of you said every now and then. We had a few people say they never, never do. Um, And then we had a few more than that say that they struggle every day, Um, which, you know, I've I've been there. Um, I know those feelings um, very deeply. Um, So I'm really sorry that you are feeling that way. And, you know, then we had almost everyone just, sorry, just for that, like what you said you used to sort of struggle with your self-image every day. What sort of got you out of that rut? Was it just one day you just sort of told yourself it's my body as long as I feel comfortable Oh, in gosh, it? no, it's not one day. No, I, I know, but like it was a like what sort of Well, I guess we'll, we'll go um, – we can go into my entire story if if that's where we're heading. Um 
we can start from day dot for me if you like. Yeah, might as well. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess. Okay. So I'll ask questions along the way. Um, I guess it all really started for me. I was a very, very fit young person doing a demanding sport. I would train four days a week plus training at home. Um, and then go and compete for South Australia for years. Um, in, I'll just call it dance. Um, calisthenics. Calisthenics. No one will know what that is, but we'll just call it dance. Um, and so I was super fit and always doing that. And it did mean that I had a bit of relaxation in terms of if I ate badly. But then again, I was also, you know, I was living at home. Mm. I was young. I always had, you know, mum would bring the shopping home. I I started cooking from a very young age, but, you know, it was in what was in the fridge. You, you did, uh, And are you saying you didn't have to worry about what you ate because you were doing the work to burn it off anyway? Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I also didn't have the freedom to just go and pick anything or, you yeah. know, go and buy anything. Um, and then I guess puberty hit um, as a lot of, well, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> most, most of you may have hit puberty. Most people's hit puberty at some point. Too bad maturity doesn't come with it. But. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess then, then puberty hit. Um, and anyone that knows me from then, I got very large boobs very early on. Um and so then I struggled with calisthenics or dance um, with having very large boobs. There were, you know, I got them very quickly. It kind of, they weren't there at the start of the year and they were at the end. I had to have costumes altered to then go and compete in the same, like, same team that I'd tried out for at the start of the year. Um, and so that that kind of, you know, took a bit on when you start a team and you're the same as everyone and then all of a sudden your costumes don't fit anymore but it's happened so quickly that no one's really taking it on board no one's really coming to you and discussing oh my god let's you know let's work with you this has happened because no one else has that issue so you've got a team of 20 girls and only maybe two of you have boobs yeah um just just on that, like, um, with the self-image thing, did you become very conscious of it? Because obviously- oh, very conscious. Because obviously teenage boys, you know, how, what they're like and- Well, at that point, it wasn't even so much about teenage boys. It was more about the fact that, um, you know, I was doing this, um, these competitions for South Australia and my costumes were no longer fitting. My yeah. boobs were coming out of my costumes. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, a young girl on stage in front of- you know, hundreds of people, that's not a very comfortable feeling. Yeah. You know, there's so many other things that you're thinking about and not dropping the ball. And then you're also worried about your boobs coming out in front of everyone. Yeah. Um, and so that puts a bit of a strain on you. And then you kind of, you know, you deal with that. The next year you go into that year and they already know. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't shock them so much. Yeah. And then you kind of are in a team with, I was personally then the next year in a team with girls who were a bit older. Um, and so I wasn't the only one anymore. Like there wasn't just two of us anymore. Yep. And so that was a lot more comforting. Um, so then, you know, it's ups and downs. 
And then you go and get boyfriends. And for me, then I got a boyfriend. I did calisthenics for that year, um, but we were also in a long distance relationship. So then it kind of became a struggle between the two things. I quit calisthenics and we, I would then just go out on the weekends and drink and party and, you know, I was I had a job, so yeah. I would go out and buy my own food. I would go out and buy my own alcohol. Yes, I was probably about fifteen. Um, yeah. So I was young, but I had all of those things available to me. So it became. And do you find because you developed early, um, people thought you were older, or? Oh, definitely. I was getting served at the bottle at fifteen. Yeah. Um. So, and then I had an older boyfriend, and so it was just this. I guess, spiraling effect of doing older things Um, and then not having any regard for my body at all. And in terms of I didn't know that, I don't know, I didn't know to focus on what I was consuming. Um, And, you know, at this point I'm only having alcohol. I'm not saying other things. I'm literally just drinking, eating badly and not really – listening to myself kind of just going with the flow and having fun which is great yeah um did that lead to you rocking up to trainings like hungover or oh, throw, like on i mean yeah. well i quit i quit nationals yeah um so never nationals but oh mate no i did i went to national tryouts so like selections and i was very very hungover and mum was furious at me she had to drive me and I was so hungover and she literally said to me, if you don't get in, I like, you know, I don't know yeah. what she said, but I was shit scared. Yeah. And um, I rocked up and obviously all my friends just looked at me and went, holy shit, you had a big night. Yeah. Um, and that was a bit of a wake up, but not enough at 15. Yeah. I kind of went, I'll just keep on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then – I guess then your life gets turned completely upside down as a 17-year-old. Your relationship is over. Um, you've got no sport. You know, you you still do the sport one day a week, yep. but you used to do it four days a week. You've just got a job, school, and no boyfriend. Yep. That's it. You just go party. Did with- you do the old um, break, out, break up, like, rebound thing, like go to the gym and – was it no. a breakup revenge? No, Go I didn't because and- I was 17. All I wanted to do was party. Yeah. All I wanted to do was not give a fuck yeah. at all. And I just kind of spiraled and I got quite a lot bigger. And obviously with already having very large boobs, it really got away from me and anyone with big boobs will know that, you know, you get – you gain a little bit of weight and you look massive because your boobs are already massive. Um, And then you feel it. You feel it inside more than anything else. Um, And so I guess, yeah, like that was me in a complete spiral of terrible, just not giving any shits about what I ate, what I drank, how much of anything, and no exercise. Then we met. No, we didn't meet yet. Oh, yeah, but you're still going. <laughs> no, then I started really going to the gym. So um, 
uh, my best friend and I would got a gym membership together and we just, we would pump it out, go to the gym. We worked together as well. So we would work, go to the gym. Yep. We would still drink and eat and all of that, but we were trying to counteract it with other things. I think the biggest thing for me is also I had a job where we could just eat chips <laughs> while we yep. worked and we would just you know, pick at chips. And I remember one day dedicating and being like, I'm not eating chips while I work anymore. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. The weight started falling off. Yeah, right. Um, so I stopped. I 100% was like, do not eat chips when you're at work. And then you can eat them when you're outside yeah. of work if you go and are doing something. But do not eat them snacking for no purpose. Yeah. Um, Was it so- one of those things that you got sick of though? Like because it's like I've – like you walk past a subway and like the smells I'm not saying you, you didn't work at Subway, but <laughs> for example, like you walk past a subway and it's like, oh, that smell is just so good. But a lot a lot of people I've talked to that have worked at Subway says it's like the worst thing they can think of. I think you did get sick of them, but then it was just a habit. And because yeah. you're there, like at this point I was there like four or five days a week. Yeah. And so I'd just be like, Oh, I'm I'm over it. And then half an hour later I'd be like Mm, chip? Want a chip? Of yeah. course I want a chip. Like, so I remember going, nah, I'm cutting that out. No more snacking and going to the gym. And then we met. I was still at probably my biggest because I'd started, I guess, bulking unintentionally. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you weren't, you weren't disproportionate though. Like you, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see like you always gone how you saw yourself as big. I didn't see you as big when I met you. Yeah. Well, I definitely was for me. Like I'm a I'm a yeah. pretty small person. Yeah. Um. I was all I I think I was probably at my biggest because I had yeah. started putting on you know weight in terms of muscle again. Yeah. But I hadn't really started dropping. Yeah. The weight. Um, but then I guess you get into the spiraling effect in the opposite direction. Yes. Um, I got a different job where snacking was never an option, which was fine. Um, but I would work, it was in a buffet, and I would work for five hours walking for, for five hours. I would just walk for five hours straight yep. up and down stairs carrying heavy plates, all of that nonstop. And I also decided that I wouldn't eat. Yes. Yeah. And that was always a thing because I remember I always p- used to pick you up on it and I'd be, I'd ask you every day, I'd like, what'd you eat today? And you're like, oh, I had an apple. I'm like, this is over like 12, 14 hours. Like, yeah, yeah I, I ate an apple. And, you know, the whole fasting thing, I don't, I don't mind that. And you still do that kind of to this day, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, back then you wouldn't have any breakfast, you wouldn't have any lunch, you'd come home and we'd have a dinner, you'd have half a bowl of it and then... I guess the thing for me, like if I was doing a single shift, um, we didn't get food allowances, but if I did a double shift, mm. then I had food allowances. So it was almost like an out for me to not eat Yeah. when okay. I was doing a single shift. I'd go, I wouldn't have breakfast before I left, I'd go and then I'd be like, well... I'm not going to go and pay for food, yeah. so I'll go home and then I'll cook us dinner and then we'll eat some dinner and then we'll go to bed and yeah. then I'll get up and do the same thing tomorrow. And we were young and dumb as well. Like half the time you'd finish work and then we'd go out to town and get on the piss. and On the weekends, but yeah. yeah. 
Like, yeah, obviously during the week it was just a work and come home thing. Yeah. But, yeah, on the weekends it was, yeah, we'd go out and, yeah, yeah, you, you wouldn't eat anything, you'd just drink. And- but I guess then the other thing was, like, initially the weight started falling off and because I was all of a sudden, I was so much fitter, I was walking so much um, and obviously not eating. I would get compliments like, oh, my gosh, Kayla, I haven't seen you in ages. Have you lost, like, a lot of weight? Yeah. And it wasn't compliments like, oh, you've lost a little bit of weight. It was like, oh, you've lost a lot of weight. You look so good. And, you know, to someone who is in the mindset of they really didn't like where they were and then almost trying to prove that what I was doing was completely okay, it warranted it. It 100%. Yeah. You know, I'd have Boyd questioning me with how much I ate and then I'd have people being like, oh, my gosh, you look so good. Yeah. Because they don't know – they didn't know the context of, I guess, how it was happening. Yeah. Even even your family would say you've, like – like you need to eat something. Like you, it I was... guess the thing was it, it, the the speed yeah. that it fell off. Like yeah. came off pretty rapid, rapidly. I think we moved we moved away from home, not heaps away, but um, enough away that we weren't seeing people every day or on a weekly basis, kind yeah. of thing. And it, I dropped twenty kilos in six months. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, at the time. I was like, are you okay? Like, what, what what's going on here? You've lost a shitload of weight. Like, usually if you're – if it's yourself or if you're in the same household as someone, you can't physically see the weight drop off them. Whereas if you haven't seen someone in a month or three months or whatever, mm-hmm. you can see it when you see them the next time. But yeah. for me, I could see it even living with you. Yeah. And I was like, you kind of convinced me that everything was all right. Well, it was. Like, and I still – I mean it, – It was. Like, it, you didn't do anything – drastically like you you didn't stop eating completely or like bulimic or anything but it was yeah you just stopped i guess you didn't fuel yourself with the energy that you needed to do those demanding hours that you were doing and that's when it just started taking all the energy out of your body and i guess that the the fact of it is that you know i it could have been bad. Yeah. It it really could have. Um, but I guess it got – I got on top of it quick enough. Yeah. What was the point where you were like, yeah, this isn't sustainable? I don't actually know. I don't know if it was just the annoyance of you being like – I think at one point you and Ashley did pull me aside and were like, "Yeah, this, this is not on. Yeah. You need to be eating more. Um, yeah, um, there was, I think there was one point where one of us was like, like, I know everyone's got different body structures and this is like just the complete normal for some people, but it wasn't normal for you. And we were like, your collarbones are literally sticking out of your skin. Like, mm. uh, I think that was the point where we were like, all right, this, yeah, you can't keep doing this to yourself. It's not drastically unhealthy but if you keep going like this it's going to lead to a few complications it will be yeah yeah and i mean if i look back on it now i did have certain complications like um bleeding and stuff like that and um stomach pains 
that um, Boyd almost called an ambulance for, which we could never explain why I was having these. But, you know, looking back on it, I'm kind of like maybe it could be to do with, you know, not enough food consumption, like my body struggling. Um, It definitely could. Um, Obviously, yeah, like you said, we were um, drinking and and still partying at this point as well. So I wasn't eating a lot, uh, working out a lot, work, working physically a lot and um, going out. So With those um, compliments that people were giving you or so-called compliments that saying, oh, you've lost, you've lost so much weight sort of thing, how did that play in your mind? Did you take that as a positive and like, oh, I must be doing something right, I'll oh, keep going? 100%. Or was it the other way around like, oh, I've lost this much like so drastically, um, maybe I should slow things down. No, 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 not so at all. So it, it just it, pushed you further 100%. in that direction. Yeah. If you had a question me on the same morning and then someone complimented me that night, it was like, shut up, Boyd. Like, yeah. I got this. Like, yeah. um, this just warrants what I'm doing. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people look for when in that situation they're looking for validation and if they can get one or two people to say, oh, you're looking amazing or you're mm. doing so well, they're like, all right, well, I'm on the right track then and they keep doing it. And I think like obviously for a young person, it's a lack of communication with it too. It's just, you know, you you see these people in town, like you just cross paths with them and they just say, oh, my God, you're looking so good. So for you it's just a straight-out compliment and there's no actual conversation of that person saying, mm. how are you go- How are you managing it? How, you know, what are you doing? And it, there's no there's no part of you that goes, oh, what am I doing? I'm just not eating. Yeah, like if, if you had actually had a com- – like because like you said, it, it's just like, oh, you look so good. Oh, thank you. And you go talk on about <laughs> other mm-hmm. stuff. But if you actually had a sit-down conversation, do you reckon that would have stopped you in your tracks? Because if someone asked you, how did you do it? Like how, how are you doing it? And you stop and think and you go, oh, I work pretty physical work and I don't eat at all. Well, I think at the end of the day, like I did work a very physical job. I, I worked, you know, yeah. seven days a week walking yeah. for hours on end. So I think that in itself, and I was being more mindful, like we were almost vegetarian, like we were pretty much vegetarians for most of that year. I think unless um, we got takeaway, I think we didn't really buy – any sort of meat, just yeah. literally apart from maybe beef mints, just for the cost of things. Yeah, I think so it was. I think in terms of what we were eating and my work, we were we were being quite mindful and being quite nutritious in that. Yeah. Um, and then it was just a sheer lack of the amount that I would eat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think if there were more conversations and I don't know, I don't know. I think also it does take a bit of time. Um, there's always going to be a bit of resistance when you've got someone telling you to stop when you are seeing changes in a positive way because yep. obviously I wanted to lose the weight. That was a positive thing for me to be dropping the weight. It was just happening very quickly in a way that probably yeah. could have been done healthier. Yeah. Um, Is that pretty much lead us up to when we had kids? Um, Well, then I guess I found a bit of a medium of, you know, finding uh, strength training in myself and and finding um, a structure that I enjoyed. Yeah. And I guess that comes from dropping, doing, 
sport your entire life and then finding something that works for you and fits into your like what you like um so i think i finally found a bit of that i found um you know a eating regime that works for me that i don't feel like i've been a negative headspace for either direction i don't feel like i'm not eating enough but i also don't feel like i'm eating so much that i want to you know stop eating altogether because I've eaten so much. Um, uh, So I think, yeah, I found through those, you know, crazy ups and downs, um, I guess I just, I found, I found it really nice to just have a balance. (laughs) Um, But I I guess you don't really always know what that balance is. Um, Like for a while there, I guess, uh, everyone tells you carbs are the enemy and stuff like that. And as a teenager, it's really hard to figure out what is the enemy. Yeah. I guess that's, that's where social media nowadays is becoming so much better because you have so many outlets of people telling you all these different things that in like, yes, it can be negative And some people are still telling you don't eat pasta and whatnot. Yeah. Um, don't listen to them because pasta is a fucking <laughs> – Pastor is the bomb. Pastor is sent from heaven. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, there are negatives out there, but there are so many more people telling you ways to do both. And I think finding that middle ground is really necessary because if you're like me in the past, you've gone from one extreme to the other. And there's just so much more information out there as well because back in the day, it used to be if you want to get skinny, eat salads, drink just water. Yeah. Whereas now it's got so many different diets and regimes for different body types, yeah. for different metabolisms, for different dietary needs. And yeah. I think that's, yeah, a big um, big thing for people that are trying to achieve their body goals, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, we're up to having kids now. Right, we'll get to all your, yeah, all your kids and postpartum after, I think. <laughs> You want to talk? <laughs> yeah, I think we'll split it up a bit, yeah. So, I've always been pretty skinny, pretty trim. When I went into mining, I started off in a pretty physical job. So, I was, mm, um, just, yeah. I was just sampling off um, blast hole drillers. Um, yeah, that ended up being pretty physical on your feet all day. Um, doing a, Good know, old fieldy days. Yeah, constant lifting. Yeah. Um, but then I went into a truck and heavy machinery and I was doing that for four years. And I didn't notice it over time, but, you know, you're on your ass all day in a truck. You're not moving around. I wasn't playing sport at the time because it's just too hard on a two-in-one roster. Uh, I gave it a crack a couple of times, but that didn't work out well because... Because then you injured yourself. Because I injured myself because, yeah, your hamstrings go to shit when you're sitting down all day. But, yes, sitting in a cab all day, don't get much exercise. You've got your bloody crib box right next to you, so you just eat Snack. as you go. Yeah, and it's, yeah, all snacky foods like, you know, box shapes and mm. uh, biscuits, all the rest. Um, so, yeah, I was doing that nonstop for four years. And what was it? Our, our wedding, I look back at my wedding photos and I was like, oh, like I didn't feel like I was – sort of starting to lose it at the time. But looking back on them now compared to where I am today, I was like, wow, I, was, I actually had a bit of, bit of extra fat around the face and I, I don't know, 
I wasn't fat or I wasn't, I shouldn't say the word fat. Um, I just felt disproportionate. You were unfit yeah. and and you were disproportionate for your, you know, your figure. My figure, yeah. Sorry, yeah. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, then I got into running. Well, hang on. Before we get in there, can I just ask how how you felt mentally not not having any other outlet while you were doing these mining and stuff because like you said you didn't really notice it for a while is that kind of how you felt mentally you didn't really notice that you were being drained and then all of a sudden it kind of ticked over that you didn't like the way you felt anymore I think or? it was um maybe I would have been like yeah 3 years into it I decided to have a crack at footy again mm-hmm. and then I've never had a problem with injuries in, in my life and um like never used to stretch when i was younger i'd just get out and go have a kick of the footy and then come back in i'd be fine but i think that was a real wake-up call um doing my hamstrings that year because it was like well i'm not invincible kind of thing like yeah. i'm starting to age i'm not as fit as i used to be um so i think that was when i sort of stopped having a good hard look at myself yeah I guess the exhaust, like you um, you said, exhaustion as well. It's, yeah, fatigue. Like your body doesn't get as much rest because you have a shit sleep after a night shift or or day shift and whatever. And, yeah, it's that definitely plays on it. Yeah, so going back now to that two-in-one roster yep. and in a truck, what would you change? What would you prioritise? Um, well, back then... Oh, it wasn't till like late in that job that we had Scarlet, mm. but I don't know, making more of the time, I guess. And like we could have got it, like me and you could have got out a lot more and done physical things, but I guess that's the power of hindsight. Um, I don't know. It, you know, like I, th- I think we definitely made the most of those years. Like I, it didn't hinder what we were doing by any means. I yeah. just wish I'd maybe took some healthy practices into play back yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. And like, brought, brought them through to today. But, yeah. Even just, like, a small workout before you start work and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, stretching. Stretching is a big one. Yeah. yeah. Before yeah. and after, even if you do, what, 10, 10 minutes before and 10 minutes after. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, drinking more water. It's all it's all the things that everyone says and, and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever kind of thing. You know, everyone just says it because it's the – it's the trend, like it's yeah. a generic thing that people say, but it it does help. Otherwise, they wouldn't be saying it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, then, yeah, I started um, getting into running um, with our good mate, Pato. So, um, we got fairly fairly fit, I think. Um, it was, yeah, it was probably the fittest I've ever been. Yeah, oh, doing, yeah. Doing, um, yeah. Five ten k's, no no worries at all. Um, in decent time as well, and then um, it was uh oh. Then I, I guess yeah, I got into my new job now. Um, started as a nipper underground, and for those that don't know what nippers do, they pretty much offside the offside the jumbos, which install the ground support underground. Um. And it's a lot of it's a very physical job. So, um, yeah, when you're not driving around in the ute, you're loading these big um, 2.4 three meter bolts onto the back of a ute, and 
one um, setup for a job can be uh, anywhere between uh, 50 to 80 of them. So they, they weigh anywhere between sort of five to 12 kilos, those bolts. And then um, a lot of other, a lot of other heavy, it's just a lot of heavy lifting really. And you're yeah. on your feet all day. Yeah. So do you feel like you, you fulfill your um, physical activity every day or do you feel like you still would fall short if you didn't add stuff to your day? Um, nah, definitely not. I think I'd doing a full day of that, I'd definitely be physical, especially during the summer. Um, it gets pretty yeah. bloody hot. So you're sweating your ass off. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you work pretty hard. So I think anything extra on top of that, you'd just burn yourself out. But do you think mentally it's good for you when you go to the gym after? Yeah, yeah, mentally. Like I think going back when I first started my new job, it was um, I wasn't in the best mental space. So I just, after work, I'd just go back to my room and, just scroll through Facebook or something or I'd just play games on my phone for you three or four hours after work. I'd go to bed late because I'd just stay up and do shit like that. But um these days if I if, if I find I'm if I yeah tell myself I'm literally just scrolling through mm-hmm. social media just for the sake of it, I'll get up and I'll just go for a walk around camp or I'll um yeah, I'll chuck the runners on, chuck a shirt on, or I'll go down and go down to the gym and just do a light workout. And doesn't need to be anything too strenuous, but yeah, yeah, just a nice walk, yeah. a bit of fresh air, and. But you're right, like you were saying, if I'm if I'm if I spend a day in the loader or a day in um like the forks, I'll um I'll feel that I'll need to do something a bit more physical after work. Yeah, and do you so. think that you feel that because? You've gone through like a space of time, like I said, about finding groove because I've had highs and lows. Do you feel like you feel that because you know your body better now? Absolutely, yeah. Yep. I know that things aren't as strong as they used to be. Like I've got to look after my hamstrings and um, uh, my my Achilles are feeling a bit weaker these days. So there's certain things that I definitely take a bit more care with and look after. Um yeah, just this last year, hydration's been a big one for me as well. Mm, I notice yeah. when I keep my hydration up, it's it definitely helps, and um, just little things like supplements as well. Yeah, um, are you still taking vitamin D? I take yeah, yep, vitamin D and um, magnesium. Yeah, magnesium helps not just with muscles, but um, I find with sleep as well. Yeah, yep. yeah. For anyone that doesn't one hundred percent know mining, uh, on night day shift. Yeah, day shift, especially in the winter, you don't see the sun at all. Yeah. So night shift, you'll see it maybe a couple of hours before you head to work. But yeah. yeah. So that's a week straight of never seeing a clear sky, yeah. like an open sky. Basically. Yeah. So, so, yeah, especially vitamin D working underground, um, vitamin D supplements are pretty important. Yeah. Um, you don't, well, I didn't notice it when I didn't take it, but you notice the difference when you start taking supplements for yeah. for the stuff that you're missing yeah. out on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I guess just another like a random question. Yeah. Um, not really mining orientated. Yeah. How do you feel as a male in terms of um body image and judgment and all of all of the above? Like obviously we said before about it being such a target on women 
for generations and generations. Um, How do you find it and how do you think other men deal with it around you? Like you asked me, do I feel judged or yeah, no, 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 no. No, I think it's um like no one probably gives a fuck about what I look like, but I I still play with it in my head. Mm -hmm. So um, it'll be wearing certain things. Like if I um going back a couple of years, I didn't used to have a problem going around in a singlet and doing going for a run and a workout. But these days, I just prefer to wear a, a shirt. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not covering up a hell of a lot more, but. It's yeah. It's kind of like I've just got that anxiety, or I'm paranoid that people are looking at me and like, oh, why is he wearing a singlet? He's like a twig, or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I've just got yeah, still got bits that I want to cover up, and I, I just it's just little things like that. I think that's the big one for me. Do you think that's something that you feel just personally yourself, or do you feel like that's put on? you from things like social media or from general no it's not outsiders? because because like you like you were saying these days it's a lot more accepted i think the days of like the big gym junkies only go to the gym kind of things over mm. like it's just your average joes that are trying to become the best versions of themselves physically and build a healthy lifestyle for themselves yeah they're, they're doing the same things like it's all in my head i know it is yeah okay Oh, well, I think, you know, in a lot of cases it is. Um, but, yeah, like it's good to know that you feel like it's not pressure from yeah. outside. It's just. Obviously, yeah, it, going from winter to summer, you're going to have different choice of clothes and whatnot. But... I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you know what I mean. But... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing for me. It's just a mental game. Yeah. Um. I think I care about what people think too much in that regard. But, yeah, yeah other than that, I've I got no problem with the way my body is at the moment. I think we talked about it last week or the week before saying oh, you um, in the journal episode, you were talking about when you were getting back into fitness, it, it didn't feel like you were behind. You were just starting again. Kind of like, I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't. Like you didn't feel like you were behind everyone else when you were starting up fitness again after having kids. You just sort of felt, all right, well, I'm starting from day dot again. From scratch. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So going on from that anyway, um, going on to having kids and what was your body image sort of postpartum? Oh, okay. Well, I guess – one thing for me, uh, firstly, having kids, um, it was quite a big stressor for me, I guess, gaining weight again. You yeah. have to gain weight. It's inevitable. Like- um, yeah. Um, but I remember hitting, like, my highest number again and being like, it's okay, you're pregnant. Like, it's okay to be this number again. That's yeah. fine. And I remember having to tell myself, you know, leading up to it and being like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. I guess another thing for me was we had the miscarriage prior to Scarlet where it did change my body. It changed my physique. Um, for any of you that don't know, um, we were 13 weeks. Um, and so a lot happens in 13 weeks of pregnancy. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a big change. I'd already done it. I'd already worked my body back 
from a pregnancy very early on. So that yep. was already, I was already like, oh, I've done this and I have to do it again. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, having Scarlett, having the emergency cesarean and then being like, you can't do anything. Yeah. Um, and even when you got the all clear to sort of start getting back up and physical, like you just, like your body felt restricted in certain movements. Definitely feels restricted. In in saying that, with Scarlet, I recovered pretty quickly. I, you know, I felt pretty good. Um, I had a stage five clinger of a baby, um, which most mums do in those um, those couple first couple of weeks. Um, she would only ever day nap fifteen minutes on me. So you know, trying to do everything else. Um, with Boyd working, Boyd was still working at home. At home. Well, not from home, not from but home. Like, like, locally, yeah. And so I was still having to cook everyone's food, do all the washing. Boyd was away, like, working two weeks and then only home for one. Boyd went straight back to work. I think Scarlett was 10 days old. So then, you know, it's this constant demand of trying to figure out a life with a baby all your life before, plus trying to work your body back to feel anywhere like it was pre-pregnancy. We did put in some of the polls um, if you guys felt pressure to bounce back after your babies and 90% of you, and there was quite a few that responded, 90% of you felt pressure to bounce back. And it's just this crazy stigma of people and I feel this so strongly is that your body is a temple while you're pregnant. It's this amazing thing. And then, you know, if you're carrying weight after pregnancy, you you know, all of a sudden you've got these massive cans because they're full of fucking milk to feed your child. Um, but then you're supposed to also get your stomach yeah. back to completely flat. You know, this stomach that stretched to however many kilos your baby was. Um, I don't know about anyone else, but my skin and skin, most skin, from what I know, all skin, will never return 100%. Like there's always that stretched factor. Yep. Um, so it's always going to be different. Um, but it's this stigma of... Oh, have you seen her? She had a kid like a week ago and she's like stick thin and walking around in bikinis and all this. And then it's the, oh, she's in a moo-moo still. Um, You know, ooh, have you seen her? She's um, definitely still carrying some of that baby weight And, and shitty things like that. And I guess it's this. I said it in my um, my journal entry as a lot of people only know me nowadays as a much smaller person. Yeah. It's this stigma of also you can't feel bloated or, or like you're not yourself because you are still a lot smaller. Yeah. And so then it's this whole double whammy of I still feel shit. I still can't – I'm not what I was pre-baby, but I can't complain about it because I'm still a smaller person, but also, ooh, she's still carrying some of that baby weight. Yeah. Like, it's honestly a head fuck. Yeah. And – So, you bounced back from Scarlet pretty pretty well, 
I shouldn't use the term bounce back. I did not bounce back at all. I really struggled and it was something that, you know, I'd never liked running, but I really got into running after Scarlet and it was something that helped me. I got, I have said a few times, I like fasting, um, which is not for everyone. I've said it before, but I do, you know, certain hours on certain days which just helps me feel refreshed and refined. Yep. Um, I also eat Boyd-sized bowls of pasta for dinner. Um, so, we you cook know. enough pasta to feed a smeed. Smeed. <laughs> we cook enough pasta to feed a small country. So. Yeah, like I, I now have a very balanced and a very figured out Proportion. way of my life yeah. and what I eat and, and work off and stuff like that. But, yeah, I guess I was very scared after having Scarlet, and it was something that I struggled with, you know, putting clothes on for yep. months and months after Scarlet. Um, and then I think I put on my denim jeans, and they were still far too tight, but they stretched. And then one day, you know, they had a rip in the butt, and I remember being like, you knew these wouldn't fit. Like, yeah. why on earth did you push so hard to fit into these, just give it a little bit longer. Um, it was just a – was that just a mental thing, like you going, all right, I'm – I need to I fit need into – yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It was I need to fit into these. Otherwise, I'm probably going to have a mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, so I do remember, you know, it is 100% a mental game and then a physical one trying to prioritize yourself yeah. as well as not work yourself so far into the ground just trying to get – to this element, this, you know, I don't know whether it's a standard you set yourself or you feel is set for you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure personally, but it's definitely a standard that I have in my head. Yeah. But I also try to really, really hard tell myself, take a break. You have now two children. In saying that, I recovered a lot slower from my cesarean with Ted. Yeah. Was that... Did you, do you find that sort of helped you go, all right, this isn't going to be an overnight thing. This is going to take some time. I'm going to take a step back and ease into it. I actually think it. it was the opposite. So, it was like I need, like I want to get up and about and I think it was this. really frustrating mentally yep. um, because at that six-week mark, I'd done it before. I knew that I could get up and start doing stuff before. But that time I was still in so much pain and I couldn't, and it mentally messed with myself. And, you know, I've said it prior about, you know, getting up, getting everyone else ready to go out, and then pulling the pin and going, you go by yourself, I'll stay home with the kids, yeah, I'm not going. You, you feel like shit in your I literally in your couldn't. Yeah. I put my jeans on and went, nah, I'm not fucking doing this. Yeah. Leading up to today, though, you feel from having, like, two kids – like straight postpartum to one year in having two kids? Uh, yeah. Like in terms of how I feel about myself, I obviously have days or weeks where I'm, you know, whether it's I need the break, um, you know, my cycle. I try to listen to my cycle and my body. Um, but in saying that, it means that I take breaks or I eat differently and then I, I do kick my butt a little bit more. Yeah. The following one, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I just think that, yeah, you need to um, not 
not have too much negative thoughts on yourself or, you know, punish yourself, but more of a, okay, I'm taking a break this week because that's what my body needs. And next week I can work doubly as hard and, you know, having a real good feeling for yourself for those sorts of things. Um, And I think, yeah, like listening to your cycle is something that I was never really taught to do and having so much more knowledge, not taking the pill and effing it up that stance and really getting into tune with how it flows and studying it a little bit and then having the understanding of, I am about to have it. Yeah. I need to think about that. I listen to my body. I'm in pain or I'm, you know, super tired. Listen to that. Don't work myself into the ground just because that's what I do on a different day. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big one for me. Is Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you've got fuck all time to, you know, go for a run or anything because even, even when I say – like I'll take the kids, you can go for like go for a run for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. You don't like to do that anyway, do you? No, I mean, like, yes, in a way, but I mean, obviously in summer and stuff, that's a bit different. But if we're going for a run, I like it to mean that the dog's getting walked at the same time and yeah. then it's a whole family affair kind of thing. Um there, there are times where we, you know, go one for one. I'll yeah. go out and then you'll go out and take the dog and stuff like that. Um, but I, like I said, I actually really enjoy more muscular training. Strength training. Strength yeah. training at home and stuff like that. It is getting hard now that Scarlett doesn't nap. I'm struggling with that a little bit more. I know I feel like I work really hard in that first year postpartum. Yeah. I always do. I I not kill myself, but I really, really work for both my mental and my physical being so that I don't draw it out longer, if yeah. that makes sense. I don't yeah, I don't know if that's a tip. Um, it's more of just what I do. I think your personality is doing like you do everything that you can so you don't have yourself to blame. Like down the track you can't mm. go, Oh well, I didn't work hard enough. Yeah. You just go your hardest with anything. You put 100% into anything so then you don't, don't go, well, I get – well, so that you can go, well, I gave it everything I had. Yeah. You know, that it must be an external factor. That's- but I also feel like I go really hard and then I can take a step back. Yeah. And and just really, like I said, eat Boyd-sized pastas <laughs> um, yeah. and shit like that. So, I, yeah, I, I definitely think it's just more of a – Go hard when you can, when you physically feel fit, able, and you're fueled. Yeah. And that's one thing I've found that's helped me massively. If I've got a tiny inkling of, oh, I should go out and do something after work or or whenever, just do it because mm-hmm. there's going to be days where you're going to go, I, I do not want to do this. Yeah. And that gives you time to use that day as a you know a rest day or a relaxation day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think we're both getting into our groove pretty well doing well once you heal up a bit more and can physically (laughs) yeah can actually physically do stuff um yeah i feel like a weakling we're talking about um body image and stuff and i don't necessarily feel the best right now um but that's also that's also fine i needed to rest this week um and i needed to listen to my body yeah yeah and yeah obviously 
like this this episode we're talking about body image more to do with like weight and nutrition and that sort of thing but there's a lot of other contributing factors like um you know like skin defects and a lot of things that make people feel mm. conscious about themselves which we're sorry but we haven't really touched on this episode but um well i i guess we're sorry because we can't necessarily relate to it we or- can't give too much feedback on that um this is this is just our personal experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our our struggles have mainly been with our body image, nu- nutrition wise and yeah. weight wise. But yeah. like I said, we're doing pretty good these days. Um, I eat pretty good when I'm up at work. I've cut down my drinking a shitload. Um, you it's find just, it's just when I come home, I get stuck into the chockies and the. All the desserts and that mm-hmm. doesn't help. That in lockdown we've made about seven different desserts, and I've, yeah, I've made a mess of myself. So, Scarlett and I've done a lot of baking. Do you find um, easier to pick food now that you've been away for a longer period of time and you know what's coming, or like, do you think if you went in there now in the headspace that you're in now, you could pick the food straight off the bat? What do you mean? Like when you go away to work yeah. and you pick your food and stuff. For dinner? Like, yeah. 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 Do you think that you pick it better now um, just because you know what's around the corner and what's coming? Or like do you think that you still fall into the trap of some of the bad foods? And- no, no. I, I, um, I'm very conscious about what I eat these days when I'm away. Like I'll I'll load up on veg. I'll, um, if they serve up like a, a – decent protein like a steak or um a roast chicken or something i'll grab i'll grab that and i mm-hmm. try to proportion my food as well as i can yeah um yeah it's something i'm pretty conscious about yeah and then yeah i'll um i'll generally every probably second day i'll grab an ice cream or something after dinner but that's that's the luxury of yeah. your metabolism yeah <laughs> yeah well that's the other thing as well i've i've got a i've got a pretty good metabolism so i don't put on like proportionate weight but when i do it's like that what people call skinny fat yeah. so like i i've got a trim figure but i still get that bit of a like a beer yeah. gut and like little like bits of like flabby arms and yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just it just doesn't doesn't look good i'd rather just be it makes you uncomfortable yeah. and yeah. it's not what you are going for no no that's not what you want to see <laughs> it's got nothing to do with me i no. never questioned it but yeah. it's the same with you saying like either way for me um you know it wasn't so much about what i looked like it yeah. was more about whether it was healthy and yeah and but but saying that if i'm if i'm feeling better about myself it puts me in a much better mood Definitely. and then and then it makes me i guess more tolerable to be around for you yeah that's a that's a kind way to put it yeah <laughs> but um, yeah, that that's me anyway. Yeah, I guess the other thing we haven't really, like we haven't talked heaps in depth about the mental strain that it has. Um, we have briefly discussed it. Um, yep. But, yeah, so we won't talk too much more. I guess just a couple of tips that we did find is, you know, if you're following people on social media who make you feel shit about yourself or uh, and just make you feel negative, Unfollow them. Yeah. Stop a, following them. That's a pretty good tip. Even yeah. if the, if they're a friend of yours and you don't want to unfollow them, just 
click the unview or whatever it is. Like, I can't think of what it's actually yeah. called. But oh, just so, remove them from your timeline. If yeah. They, if they... Hide them from your timeline. Yeah. So then they don't even know that you don't see that stuff. Like, and then you don't have to view it. Um, because no one needs, you know, all this. There are people that we've chosen selectively not to follow on this page for similar reasons. Um, And then I guess, yeah, positive affirmations, you know, whether you go out and source it deliberately, go and find something that gives you those affirmations and makes you feel good about yourself or surround yourself again with people that make you feel good and make you see other points that maybe you haven't spotted in yourself. Yep. Maybe you're focusing on something that no one else sees in you yep. and everyone else sees these other things. So yep. listen to that, take it on board and yet yeah, surround yourself with it. So you are constantly bombarded with these positive things. Just having a positive mindset as well. Like just embrace yourself for who you are. And if, if you find there are things you can improve, just take, just take baby steps. Like don't, like you're saying, don't bombard yourself with everything at the same time. Take baby step, change one little thing that you think will help you until it becomes a habit mm-hmm. and then change something else to further improve it. Yeah. Um, another one that came in was embracing the fact that everybody is different and that's that's okay. That's okay. Um, accepting that, you know, yeah, maybe your nose isn't the same shape as this person, but that's that's fine. That's okay. What are you saying about my nose? I've always hated my nose. <laughs> um, it's different and it's okay. Someone also did recommend a mind coach. Um, not something that I've personally done, but, you know, they're all, the people that said that they struggle every day with negative self-image, invest in yourself. Um, maybe something like a mind coach is yep. a good idea. Some of them can be accessible through like your gym as well. So if you go on like PT plans, mm. um, they yeah, that comes with a lot of positive affirmations yeah. and telling yourself that it's going to be you know a journey ahead to reach your goals. But yeah. it's all about accepting yeah, that it's yeah not just going to be an overnight thing as well. Yeah. All right, I think we've talked everyone's ear off enough. Um, like I said before, there are so much more to all of this story than what we've talked about tonight and we have just talked about our stories so yep. um you know there's there's never a hundred percent gonna be aired on here um but you know if you're feeling terrible i'm so sorry i've been there i feel for you um reach out to someone talk talk to someone talk to someone you don't know talk to someone you do know i don't know yep. um Think about what you're consuming and eating and doing to your body and just think if it's good for you and if it's making you feel good or negative. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're not if if you can pinpoint what is the root cause of making you feel that way, like I said, start with those baby steps and change it. Yeah. Alright right, guys. That's us. We'll sign off for the night. Um yeah, we hope you're all doing well and Hope you're all looking after yourselves. Yeah. Catch ya. Bye.